Hello and welcome back in to the podcast. We're just so grateful and thankful that you've chose to come and listen uh, today, whatever you may be doing. We are just excited about what what God's doing and what God's continuing to do, even amidst amidst all the, the chaos and craziness in the world. And we're just thankful we're still able to gather together in spirit and truth. It's not the same. It's not uh, the same as physical fellowship as, uh, you know, what we're we're able to experience, but this could be uh, something I pray that 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 could be useful to you in your life in uh, in this midweek Bible study, and uh, just excited for that. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say a word of prayer. We'll begin in uh, Proverbs uh, chapter number uh, four this evening in our study, and just have a few verses to look at. But we will begin with a word of prayer, and just ask for God's uh, protection. Ask God to grow his truth in our hearts and our lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you once again for gathering, allowing us to uh, gather together even over the media of, of, of a podcast. And, and Lord, we just pray that uh, each and every one that's involved in listening uh, to, this, to this, God would be growing you. God would be blessed. And I pray that you would bless me and help me. Pray that you'd give me the words to say in this time. God, I pray that uh, the things that come out of my mouth would not just be uh, mumblings, would not just be words, but God would be uh, directed and filled with your spirit, God, directed by you, that it might find a heart somewhere that that, that it might grow, the seed of your word might grow in, God, that the truth of your word might live in. Lord, I pray that my heart would be a place that would be um, a, a habitat for truth, a habitat for godliness. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us. God, we thank you for giving us all the blessings and all the things that you do for us. And God, I just pray, God, that you would just restore us as a nation. God, I pray that you would take those that are sick at this time. God, I pray that you'd bless them. God, and I pray that you would help each and every one that are involved in these situations. God, all the those that are out working, all those that are out doing, Lord, those are at home, Lord. Uh, each situation and each person's life, God, has been changed. And I pray, Lord, that you would just help them. And I pray that you'd help me. God, I pray that you would help our, our little church. I pray, God, that you would bless us, each and every one. I pray that you would just uh, let us have a good rest of our week. And God, through this time, I pray that we would hone in on your word and the truth of your word. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now, I want to look tonight in uh, Proverbs chapter number four for the reading of God's word and uh, want to see if there's not uh, some simple truths that we can find out of this scripture. And a long time ago, uh, my, my grandfather had told me, uh, showed me in his Bible over uh, Proverbs, he had wrote uh, practical truths for godly living. That was just a little, and that may not be word for word. Um, so if, if Papa, if you listen to this, don't be offended, but that, that's a, the gist of what he told me, and, uh, and, and that's what he had written in his Bible, Practical Truths for Godly Living. And I believe that sums up the book of Proverbs, and I believe that the teachings of Solomon here in Proverbs uh, were, were true and, and, and practical for the life that we live, the life that we, we lead, and the things that we do in our day-to-day -day lives. And uh, so we find here out of chapter number four of Proverbs, I find a moment and I find a point in this text that would teach us and I believe show us what it means and to, to have success, how to have success. If we could just glean from these scriptures for just a moment, I believe this is the God's path to, to success in our lives. And uh, we want to, to do as much as we can. We want to have success 
We want to have uh, uh, influence, and we want to do uh, as much as we can in our careers and in our lives. Uh, we want to be as much as we can be for God, but it does take a few uh, uh, things and a few elements that we put together to see success come from our life. And so uh, Proverbs 4, uh, let's start reading verse number 1. The Bible says, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the, heart, the years of my life shall be many. Now, uh, these the, the scriptures, we find some consistent teachings out of Proverbs, and you find uh, the mind of Solomon on some consistent things and some specific things that we will find out of this scripture. And we will look and we can see wisdom and understanding being a key point of the book of Proverbs. I believe Solomon's the greatest example of someone who could have everything, someone who could obtain anything he ever wanted, anything he ever desired. He he had everything that could be imagined. He had everything that he that anyone could conjure up in their mind. And I believe that anything that Solomon reached out to uh, obtain, anything that Solomon desired, anything that his heart wanted, he could get. And so what you find is Solomon in his life actually valuing and looking at wisdom and understanding as something that is worth obtaining. Wisdom and understanding as something that's worth getting a hold of. And you find Solomon desiring and wanting and pushing towards wisdom and understanding. And he's passing on to us uh, wisdom and understanding. And this specific scripture is the instruction of a father. And he's saying here in verse number one, I, I, or he's saying here in verse five, he's saying, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. And so I believe that that to be successful in our life, we want we have this desire, we have this push, we have this 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 urging in our heart and in our life to to be wise, to be knowledgeable, to be godly Christians. And I want to be, and I hope you want to be. If you don't want to be those things, you got something wrong. If you don't want to be a a, a good example as a Christian, maybe you need to get your heart right. But I, I find myself at times saying, I want to be more. I want to be closer to the Lord. I want to be a greater example for God. I want to be a bigger example for Christ. I want to be deeper in God's word. I want to be closer in my prayer. And so he's saying, get wisdom, get understanding. It's out there and it's available to you. You just have to, to, to do a few things to, to get that and to hold on to that. I've met people, and, and let me rephrase that. You, you, you have uh, people out there, and I know many folks that, that want understanding. They want to know the Lord. But it seems and it feels that in their life that they don't, they, they don't want to put the work in for it. And we'll get to that in a few moments. But I had a friend one time, and I remember it was right after I had, had God had just worked in my life, worked in my heart, and, and really I had straightened up in my life and things were going good. And, and I remember this friend of mine, he kept coming to me and kept coming to me, and, and I was surprised he even wanted to be around me because we did not live godly lives prior to this, prior to me straightening up and and. I remember him coming to me and I remember him saying, I want to get right with God. I want to understand God's word. I don't want my salvation to be the only thing I've ever done for God. 
And I remember him talking to me and I remember him continuing to say, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to do that for God. I want to study my Bible. I want to pray. But I feel like as, as time went on, every time he'd say that, he'd end up right back where he was at, 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 at square one. He hadn't continued. He hadn't prayed. He hadn't uh, studied his Bible. He hadn't dedicated himself to the Lord. And so he never understood why he couldn't get on that. I mean, he, he felt like everything was pushing against him, and he couldn't understand why. But he wasn't adding to his relationship to the Lord. He wanted to be successful for God, but he wasn't doing anything to add to that. He wasn't doing anything to, to, to grow that. He wasn't doing anything to, to, uh, to grow himself spiritually. And he certainly wasn't getting himself out of the situations that was getting him in trouble in the first place. And so the, the instruction here is get wisdom, get understanding, and forget it not. I believe that to have success and to be a successful Christian, we need to religiously retain the knowledge and understanding of God. Forget it not. Now you say religion. I don't like that word. Well, religions become uh, something that's almost negative in this world. But the, the root and the truth of religion is the constant, uh, the constant uh, time spent with something, the constant time spent pondering something. That's what religion's about. Religion can mean so many different things, but relig to religiously do something, that means that in your life you have set uh, set up and set forth the, the focus and the purpose in life to do something continually, to honor a rule, to follow a law, to follow a code. And I believe that, that if I want to be successful in my life, that I need to religiously retain the truth of the knowledge and understanding of God. And it says, forget it not. And it says, neither decline from the words of my mouth. It means to continually act, to continually live like a Christian, to continually walk in light, to walk in truth truth and to be someone that is a good example of, of Jesus and to be someone that doesn't bring reproach to the name of God, to be someone that, that continues in the grace and knowledge of Christ, not just here one day and living for God and there the next day I'm on this whirlwind doing this and doing that and, and I, not to be critical about anything, but I believe that that's the position of so many Christians in, in, in our day-to-day -day walk and day-to-day -day life and I know that's been true of myself in my own life is that, that I, I've had trouble being consistent and doing what I needed to do and being consistent in my life and in my walk with Christ. And I tell you what, there's never been more hurt. There's never been more uh, pain in my life in those days when I haven't walked like I was supposed to, when I haven't acted like I was supposed to and continued in the truth of God. Forget not that knowledge. Forget not that understanding. And don't let it decline from the word. Don't decline from the words of the mouth of God. Don't go away from his word. Don't go away from what he says. In verse number six, it says, forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Continuing religiously almost day to day and, and, and continuing in the, the routine of, of the, the knowledge and the understanding of God. Once you get it, don't let it go. Once you get, on, get it, hold on to it. Forsake it not and she shall preserve thee. And some will say that that when, when, when Proverbs is talking about this lady, it's talking, of course, talking about a lady, but it's talking about what some would say is a school, uh, a lady that would keep a school as, or, or a school teacher, someone who would be an instructor to you and an instructor to me in the truth of, of God and the truth of his word. And so we find that that, that woman keeping the school of, of wisdom and understanding, and we must not forget that we need to uh, not forsake her. We need to, and she'll preserve 
preserve us. We need to, in verse 6, love her and she will keep us. She will retain us. And, and we need to continue in that. It takes dedication to see that through. But then when you go on into, into chapter number 5, you'll find that, that woman. There's not, you'll find the, not the, the school, the, the, the keeper of the school, but you'll find the tempter. You'll find that, the one that would, uh, the, the strange woman, as it would say. And you'll find in verse number 3, uh, it says, For the, whips, the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. There's a lady out there that's looking to teach you and looking to grow you, and she's looking to, to give you what you need and keep you in the truth and the knowledge of God. But there's also a woman out there competing for your attention with temptation, with sin, with ungodliness. She wants to put those things in your mind that would, would beguile you and get you distracted uh, from the things of the Lord. She's looking for a purpose, for, for something that could, in the depths of your heart, in the depths of your soul, she's looking for the lust of your flesh. She's looking for the, the lust of the eyes. She's looking for the pride of the life. She's looking for those things to reach down into your life, get into your heart, and, and separate you from God, separate you from truth, separate you from wisdom, and separate you from understanding. Religiously retained knowledge and the truth of God, and I believe that the Lord will bless you. As he, I've seen him do it in my own life, and I, I think of times where I've not continued in his truth. I think of times where I've walked away from his promises, and, and, and I've just been left high and dry, and it's my own fault. And it's because I forgot wisdom. I forgot my understanding. It's amazing. I know people that, that know so much about God's word. I know people that know so much about the Lord, but they don't live like it. They don't act like it. And I'm not here to say that I do all the time, but I'm saying that I want to try to put forth the effort. And you should too. You should feel that drawing in your heart and in your life to put forth that effort to serve God, live for God, and religiously retain his knowledge. Verse number 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. It's important that we understand the concept of wisdom and understanding. I believe wisdom is a product of understanding, and understanding is a product of, product of experience. Now, I remember when God first called me to preach and I started going places and preaching and doing things. And even in our church I was in, I felt that I was behind with knowledge. I felt that I was behind with, with biblical knowledge and book knowledge. And, and I felt like I was behind with, with knowing this and knowing that and being able to answer these questions that people would come across. And thankfully there were some godly people and godly pastors and, and, and good godly Sunday school teachers and uh, godly just brothers and sisters in Christ that were there beside me that, that were, were available, made themselves available to me so that they might help me grow and get through those situations. But I think that it's important. People want to understand. They want to know. They, 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 they want to, I want to know what to do in this situation. And I, I, I'll assure you that I, I do the same thing in my life. I want to know exactly what to do in any situation with anything that comes up in my life. 
And in my new career that I'm in now in a, in a, in a position of management where you, you manage people, I would love to know in every single circumstance, in every single situation, exactly how to handle that. But, but our daily walk, whether it be in the world, whether it be our walk with Christ, whether it be with our spouse or our family, wisdom and understanding are two key elements that have to come together. And we need to respectfully regard wisdom in its position that it's in. It's not easy to get. It's usually gotten the hard way. It's usually uh, gotten by keeping our mouth shut. It's usually by uh, gotten by uh, taking some 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 whippings from the Lord. It's usually got by taking some time. Wisdom is not something that you wake up one morning with and you just have it. You just wake up and you have more wisdom than anybody could would know what to do with. I believe that there's too many people out there that that lean upon their own understanding, as the Bible would teach. I believe there's too many people out there that what they can figure out and what they can conjure up in their mind is enough for them. They don't really need wisdom. They don't really want understanding. They don't want to take the time to learn anything true. They just want to have enough to, to puff up and, and be able to sound like they know something and sound like they look like something. And you, half the time, there are those folks that when something does happen, they run away. There's those folks when, 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 when things hit the fan and things go bad, they're gone. They're nowhere to be found. And the Bible says in Proverbs, this is more truth from Proverbs in, in, in chapter number 16, verse number 16, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather than to be, to be chosen than silver? The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. And the Bible says there in verse 18, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I believe that there's so many people out there that are looking to know as much as they can, looking to understand as much as they can, but because of the pride in their heart, because of the pride in their mind, because of the pride in their life, they cannot get past that. They cannot uh, get, get past uh, what they can understand, what they can figure out how they can fix the situation. I've never had a situation that I've tried to fix that has truly came out right on the other side. I've never been able to fix anything on my own that didn't need more fixing. I've never been able to fix something on my own that I didn't make worse than what it was before. But when I step back and I say, Lord, you take that situation, you handle that situation, you take that difficult person and you, you break their heart down, Lord. I pray that you would help them. I pray, God, that you would show them right from wrong. God, if I'm wrong, you show me right from wrong. And, and when I've done that, when I've said, God, you just take it. I'm not saying I've done it every single time, but when I've let God take a situation and I've said, wisdom is not something that I can get from a store. It's not something I can order online. It's not something God can give me uh, just, just by waking up in the morning and reading my Bible. Wisdom is something that's brought by experience. Understanding is brought by, by heartache. Understanding is brought by pain. And if I want to be successful in my life, I need to sell out to say, God, I want you to teach me. I'm going to stand aside. I'm going to let you take the situation because it's up to you to show me wisdom and give me understanding in my life. Respectfully regard wisdom because those that have it have gotten it because of hardships. Those that have it have gotten it because they're sold out to the Lord. Those that have wisdom and understanding live lives that beg God to give them wisdom and understanding. I heard a story one time of a preacher, and he was a very, very well-known preacher out of, out of the West Coast somewhere. 
And uh, a pastor that I've, I've gotten to know just a little bit has had told this story to me one time. And he said that, that when he was young in his ministry, he had this, this older fella come and preach at his church for, uh, for a few services. And, uh, he said on Sunday afternoon, uh, they were going to have that man over to his house. The pastor uh, and this older preacher and a young preacher uh, were all going to have uh, a meal at, at his house, at the pastor's house on that Sunday evening. And they got together, and uh, the, the, preach, the, the preacher was a soft-spoken man. He was a young pastor, and he was just wanting to kind of get some knowledge from this older man of the Lord. And, uh, and this young preacher uh, was invited to this meal, and uh, the pastor said, you know, I just want to invite this young man to, to come along and, uh, so that he could, uh, you know, hear some of the wisdom and some of the knowledge and understanding of this, this, this old man of God. He's been preaching for 50 years. He's seen it all 10 times over. And I'm guilty of this, and I remember especially uh, early on in ministry being really guilty of this, but that young preacher talked the entire time. He, he said the whole time, that young preacher, and I'm, a, I'm still a young preacher, and I catch myself running my mouth all the time, but he said that young preacher sat there and, and talked the whole time. Didn't even, I mean, it was just this, that, and the other about him and about himself and the older pastor got up and after he was very kind to this young man, he was very kind to this pastor I'm talking about. And they, everybody shook hands and the older preacher left and went on back to his hotel room. And the pastor was sitting there at the table and he said, the young preacher looked at him. He said, man, I just love talking to that old fella. He is just a blessing. And he said, he knows so much, and he's got so much knowledge and wisdom. I'm thankful that he would sit here and share that with me. And the pastor I'm referring to, he said, you know, it really blew my mind that he thought that the old man of God was able to share a lot of his wisdom and knowledge because he said, I was thinking, man, this young man is not going to be quiet enough for him to share anything with us. I'm afraid we're guilty, and I'm afraid that we, we so quickly jump in and want our word to be heard. We want what we think to be heard. We want uh, our, our, our understanding to be heard. We want what, uh, what we believe God's given us uh, to, to be heard. And I don't believe that you know, people, and I'm not saying that, that, that preachers or teachers or anybody do it out of a wrong spirit, but I believe we're very quick to want to hear our, make ourselves heard. Wisdom is a principal thing. Get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. I'm afraid that that young preacher wasn't able to get any wisdom, get any understanding from that old pastor. That man had been through it. He had seen things that you would never imagine in his years preaching and serving the Lord. And I challenge myself to take more time to, to listen, not just to people that are wiser or more knowledgeable than me I should but just regular old folks that we run into on the street people that we talk to people we work with people have needs a wide a wise person respectfully regards wisdom and listens gives an attentive ear to those that would speak to them or share their heart with them
goes on to say here, and, I, and I'm, I'm almost done. In verse number 8, it says, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Walking in the wisdom and knowledge of God is, is unbelievable. The accomplishment, the, the truth, the experience of walking in knowledge and wisdom. The Bible, I believe, is teaching us here, if we want to be successful to rigorously or religiously retain knowledge of God, respectfully regard wisdom, and rigorously raise wisdom and understanding. I say raise it, exalt her. In verse 8, exalt her, and she shall promote thee. You know, I think that that's the biggest problem people have. I think even in this time, uh, I, and I've been more encouraged during this time of coronavirus, and I don't want to get into that whole thing, but I've been more encouraged by, by church people. They seem to be a little less competitive with one another, a little bit less against one another. I've seen people out uh, preaching together, you know, people that didn't get along preaching together online and, and, and you know, so much preaching out there on social media, and, I, and, and it's encouraging. It's an encouraging thing for me to see that, but... I'm afraid there's still going to be people out there that, that come into the house of God and they still uh, seek to exalt themselves. They still seek to endorse themselves. They still seek to endorse their name. And I'm afraid they don't understand that without them, the world would go on. Without me uh, doing what I'm doing, talking to you on this, on this podcast, without me doing anything that I've ever done, the world would still still gone. If, if Josh Boyd had never been a preacher, if Josh Boyd had never been a pastor, if I'd never crapped crack the covers of a Bible, the world would still go on. Church would still meet on Sunday and God would still call men to preach. I'm not anything that adds to to God. I'm not anything that 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 solidifies God. I'm not anything that that authorizes God to continue in, in his work. I am just allowed to be a little part of God and his work and I'm just allowed to be a little piece of, of the body of Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me, and if it were not for God, if it were not for his truth, and if it were not for his word, I would be nothing. If it were not for his son Jesus to come to the cross, there's nothing that I could ever do that would make me anything. But I will tell you tonight, and I will be done, exalting truth, exalting wisdom, and exalting knowledge will exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. If I will live a life that is sold out to him, if I will live a life that's dedicated to wisdom, that's dedicated to the knowledge of God, that's dedicated to his word, that's studious, that's in my prayer life, that's in everything that I do, in the way that I treat my family, in the way that I pastor my church, in the way that I deal with the folks that I know, if I will be a godly person in all of those things, if I can try to, if I will try to be the best I can be, I know I'm not going to accomplish perfection, but if I will apply as much as I can to those things in life it says and she shall promote thee she shall bring thee to honor when thou thou dost embrace her she shall give thy to thine head an ornament of grace a crown of glory shall she deliver thee it is god that will in turn exalt us and he he does he's not gonna gonna make us the you know we may we may turn into be the 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 most popular Christian. I don't know what will ever be, but I know that if I if I become anything, and it's not because of God, it's wrong. It's my own doing. 
But what I become because of God, that's what makes a difference. What I become because of God is something I could never accomplish on my own. If we rigorously raise wisdom and truth in our life, in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, he will exalt us. She shall bring to thee honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give thee to give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Let me tell you about those gifts that God will give. I want to be successful in my life. I want to continue to, I want to raise his name. I want to lift him up. These things he'll bless me with, they may not be on this side. I may never see those things until heaven. And oh, how much power that thought has. That one day I can just be a part of eternity with the Lord. That's enough. But God promises to give us more. I believe if we serve God, he, he, he'll exalt us. He'll lift us up. But oh, how I feel exalted to wake up in the morning and to know that he's blessed me with another day. Oh, I ha how I feel exalted to know that God's blessed me with a baby on the way. Oh, how exalted I feel to know that God's put me in fellowship with good people. God's allowed me the opportunity to pastor a church. God's given me the opportunity to do this podcast. Oh, how exalted I feel and honored I am to be numbered with the children of God. Rigorously raise wisdom and understanding. Lift him up and he will exalt you. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the time we've had together in study of your word. We love you, God, for all that you do. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen.